Hallow's Eve Tales is a Podzilla 1985 production. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised. Coming in hot on a chilly Monday. Man, it's getting cold out there. It's like it's almost Halloween. And it's almost Tuesday now here at KPDZ. It's 11.54 p.m. Do you know where your Hollow's Eve tales are? They're right here, of course. Our annual Halloween tradition continues as the month of October rolls on. So if you're ready to spin a scary yarn for our listeners, the lines are open now at 555-5739. Pick up the phone and give us the ghoulish good word. Looks like we have a caller. Who do we got there? Hi. Hello there. Oh, man. It's so good to meet you. Thank you. You as well, caller. What's your name? It's Charlie. Oh, this is so cool. Me and my buddy Owen listen to your show every night, and I never imagined I'd actually be on here with you. Well, it's always nice to meet a fan, of course, and even more so to have them on the air. What's your story, Charlie? (laughs) Okay, okay, let's see. Um, uh, where should I start? Probably at the beginning. That was a long time ago, though. So, Owen's parents adopted me when I was really young. So young, in fact, I really don't remember my real parents. I've never gone looking for them or anything like that. I don't hold a grudge or something. I just, I'm good, you know? Owen was older than me, is older than me, which is awesome. Having a big brother to help you figure out how the world works has to be the best way to grow up. I don't know any other way, but I can't imagine anything else would be better. Sounds like you guys were close from the get-go. Absolutely. From that day we met, Owen and I didn't even think of ourselves as brothers. We were best friends, and we have been ever since. Not that we're old now, but you know, old enough we don't live at home anymore sure sure a couple of bachelor roommates living it up tearing up the town i get it oh yeah that's us you might be older but i say i'm the more mature of us honestly i'm not much of a romantic but owen says i'm a good wingman i draw them in he takes over from there whatever makes him happy i guess um anyway whenever it was time to leave for college i was already a little concerned Going out on our own was going to be a whole new experience, but I knew we could do anything together. The new house was close to the campus, which was great, but something about it just didn't feel right. I tensed up at the sight of it, even though I couldn't say why. It didn't look strange. It was a totally normal, kind of small house sitting on a plain street, but instinctively I knew there was something bad in there. Well, that's understandable. Rent houses at the college level are usually the bottom of the barrel. Landlords trying to gouge you for the bare minimum, but better than the dorms, though, right? I couldn't tell you. Never been in one. In any case, I didn't put up too much of a fight. Owen was really excited, and he put a lot of work into finding the place, so I didn't want it to disappoint him. I trusted him to do what was right for us. Still, though, something was wrong. We had a good time that first night, eating takeout on the couch and just bumming around, but when it came time to go to bed, I couldn't sleep. Part of it was just the 
familiarity, I guess. You know, when you're in a new place during the day, it's not so bad. But when it gets dark, there's all these different sounds from the ones you're used to hearing. Sounds like, uh, what kind of sounds are we talking about? Thumps, creaks, little whispers. They're not unusual by themselves. The refrigerator's condenser kicking in, or the wind outside pushing a window shutter a little too hard. But they're just the slightest bit changed from the way they were in the old house. Enough to put you on high alert. And it's a good thing I was, too, or it might have gotten Owen. It might have... what now? Those whispers. They weren't right. They weren't the wind. And there was nobody else in the house. It was just me and Owen, like it always was, always had been. So why was I hearing whispers? I got up to check. I'd fallen asleep in the living room on the couch, so Owen's room wasn't very far away. I padded across the carpet to his door. It wasn't fully shut, so I could easily push it open. What I saw behind him made my hair stand on end. And what was behind him, Charlie? Owen was sleeping on his back, mouth open, snowing like a buzzsaw. Nothing out of the ordinary there, but hovering over him was some kind of... thing. The room was dark, but this thing was black, blacker than the night around it. And it was flowing, ragged around its edges, but flowing the way that a sheet does on the clothesline. There was nothing to move it, no fan, no breeze, and it was whispering. It turned and looked at me. I don't know how I knew that. As best as I could tell, it didn't really have eyes or a face or anything like that. It wasn't a person, obviously, or like a person, but I could just feel it looking at me. It didn't know I was there at first, but then all of a sudden it did, and the whispers stopped. Well, it sounds like that must have been really scary for you. It was. I started yelling. I didn't know what else to do. I yelled, get away from him! And it did, but then it started coming out for me. Just then, Owen woke up probably because I was yelling. Charlie, he said, still sleepy but conscious. What are you doing, buddy? What's wrong? It was gone. Thing had disappeared the moment that Owen opened his mouth, like it had never been there in the first place. Just like that? Just like that. I felt stupid. I walked over to the edge of Owen's bed and tried to tell him what happened, what I'd seen, but he just tussled my hair and told me everything was okay. The classic big brother moves. Kind of freaky being in a new house like this, isn't it? He asked. I didn't say anything, but he was right. He offered to let me sleep in his room for the rest of the night, even though we weren't kids anymore. I took him up on it, just in case. I wanted to be there if that thing came back, of course. Of course, and did that thing come back? Not that night, because I stayed awake. I laid there waiting, watching. And because of that, I ended up sleeping most of the next day while Owen was in class. Oh, you poor guy. Not a great way to keep your grades up. I guess not. Really. The worst part of it was that I didn't get to enjoy the daylight much. I woke up as soon as Owen got home, excited to see him safe and sound. We went on a quick walk together just to get out of the house for a little while before it got dark. But the street lights were already coming on when we came back. That made me nervous all over again. 
Owen could tell. He reassured me before we actually went inside that it would be okay, saying, I know you're probably missing mom and dad's place, but this is home for us now, at least for a little while. You'll get used to it, I promise. Big brother always knows best, right? Usually, but not this time. That night, back on my own bed, I was wide awake once again. This time, though, I knew what to listen for. I could ignore the unimportant stuff. Someone out for an evening stroll outside talking on their cell phone. The water dripping every once in a while from the bathroom faucet. Because there was only one sound that was worth chasing. The whispers. And how long did you have to wait? I don't really know, honestly. But it had been dark for a while when they finally came. As dialed into the sound as I was, I expected to jump straight out of bed and rush into Owen's room, ready to fight once more, but this time was different. This time, I could understand them. And what were they saying? The time has come, and this is the end. That's it? I mean, I don't want to diminish what you're saying, it's just, it's not insignificant, I just, I don't know, I guess I thought there'd be more, I guess. Nope. Just that on repeat. Time has come. This is the end. The time has come. This is the end. By the end of the second loop, I was halfway through the house, charging into Owen's room again. There was the inky black thing, inches away from his face and getting closer by the second. This time there was a smell, too. Kind of like bad breath, and all around the room. I couldn't imagine how that and the whispers hadn't woken him already. So I took the lead before the thing noticed me this time. Stop, I yelled. It whirled on me again, and I could see it move, but I could feel it realize I was there. And did Owen wake up and scare it off again? Eventually. But this time, I guess I hadn't been loud enough to stir him from his sleep. Just enough to get the thing's attention. It didn't whisper at me, though. Again, I can't explain how, but I could tell that it wanted to. It just couldn't for some reason. I shouted again, leave! I said this time, then repeated myself, leave, now! Owen sat up like a zombie. His head actually went through the thing. And for a moment, I was more scared than I'd been yet. But nothing happened. Like the last time, it just disappeared. The smell took longer, but eventually, it was gone too. Well, that sounds like a close one. Owen rubbed his eyes as I made my way over to the side of his bed again. This time, I wasn't going to just let it go. I told him everything. Well, I tried to anyway, but he just kept interrupting me. Telling me to calm down, relax, take a seat, take a breath. It was frustrating. He just wouldn't listen. I ended up staying in his bedroom again that night. He wasn't as okay with it as he'd been last time, but it was the only way I'd agreed to stop talking and let him sleep. And I'm assuming that, once again, you didn't do much of that yourself that night, did you? Nope. And once again, my day was shot. I did manage to get up a little bit before Owen got home this time, though. I had to. I needed to know if there was something I could do. Something that would give me an advantage if when the thing came back that night. I searched all over the house, looking for anything that could resemble a clue, an idea of where it had come from, what it was, how to stop it. But there was nothing. 
There was our stuff, mine and Owen's, and that was it. It was like this thing didn't exist in the daylight. I didn't realize until he came home that I made a kind of a mess. He, uh, <laughs> he was kind of upset about that one. Uh-oh. I didn't even help clean up, which made it worse. I think Owen was worried about me. He said something about getting me a doctor's appointment for the next day. I didn't like the sound of it, but I said nothing. Anyway, yeah, it was kind of a tense night. He ordered out. I kind of just ate whatever was lying around. Neither of us was in good spirits. We weren't even paying attention to each other. When Owen finally went to bed, he tussled my hair just like he always did. But then he closed his bedroom door all the way. I didn't realize until it was too late, much later in the night. And I'm guessing it happened again. I tried to stay awake, really, but I was just so tired. The next thing I knew, that bad breath smell jolted me out of a deep sleep. It was everywhere, all around me. The thing was back, and I had a feeling it was stronger. Once again, for the third night in a row, I raced to Owen's room to put a stop to it and crashed into the closed door. So, you opened the door and... No, see, that's the thing. I couldn't open the door. What, your, your brother had locked you out? Not exactly, but either way, I couldn't get it open. I started yelling, trying to get Owen's attention, trying to wake him up, but nothing was working. Surely you could just, like... I don't know, break it down or something? I started pacing in front of the door, racking my brain, trying to figure out a way in. Slamming my hands into it didn't work, neither to charging at it, and all the while the stench got stronger. And I could hear the whispers, the time has come, this is the end. They were so loud and yet still whispers, the time has come, this is the end. And what did you do? I finally managed to hit the door handle just right, and sure enough, it swung open. Wait. What? What I saw on the other side is something I don't think I'll ever forget. The pitch black thing tattered around its edges, but more solid than ever, was levitating so close to Owen I could barely see him through it. My senses were in overload the second I crossed the threshold. The smell was nauseating. The whispering was right in my own ears. It was no wonder that Owen couldn't hear me over that, but I couldn't understand how he was still asleep. So was this thing keeping him out somehow? I didn't know. All I knew was that I had to stop it. I tried shouting at it like before, but this time that didn't help. Nothing changed. It only got closer and closer to Owen, and that's when... Well, that's when I jumped. Well, I'm... I'm sorry. You jumped? I jumped right onto the bed. Right into the thing. Like... I'm sorry, like with your feet? Or... I'm sorry, I just can't imagine... It was so cold in there. Colder than anything I've ever felt. My teeth were chattering, but I stood firm, shouting through it all. Pouncing on my brother's chest, just trying anything anything to wake him up pouncing pouncing wait are i yelled his name i yelled at the thing to go away i just yelled and yelled and then all of a sudden it, it worked he woke up <laughs> he woke up 
Really, it was more like he came back from the dead. Owen sat straight up, gasping for air like he's been trapped underwater. I toppled over, almost tumbling off the bed, and in that moment, I actually watched the thing start to fade out once more. It looked at me again. I could almost see it turn to do so this time. But I could definitely hear it, because for the first time, it spoke directly to me. And what did it say? Perhaps this is not the time, nor the end. <laughs> what the... And then it was gone. I still don't know what exactly kept it around just that little bit longer that time. But it was the last time. I never saw it again. Haven't seen it since. When Owen finally came around, he noticed me and just started hugging me. I could tell he still didn't feel good, but he just kept saying how much he loved me. Then he grabbed the phone and called 911. What was wrong with him? Well... The medical guys who showed up started using the phrase sleep apnea. I tried to tell them what happened, but they really wouldn't talk much to me other than to say I'd done a good thing after Owen told them what I did. They said that a lot, actually, like a bunch of times. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, you did save his life. I mean, he's my best friend, you know? So that was a few months ago. Owen wears this mask machine thing when he sleeps now. And apparently that makes it so that he can breathe better? The 911 guy said that was the problem. Owen wasn't breathing and sleeping right at the same time, so the mask thing fixes that. It's kind of noisy, but you know, better than whispers, right? Yeah, of course. But what about you, Charlie? How are you after all of this? <sighs> I'm good, really. I am. Well, that's good to hear. Sleeping better, I take it. And uh, what about your classes? Oh, I'm not any in classes. Never was. I tried to get Owen to take me, but he said that wouldn't work very well, so I kind of just hold down the fort here at home till he gets back each day. I like it, though. Wait, so you're, you're, you're not... Oh, hey, sorry, but I've really got to go. Owen just got home. He's doing some night classes these days. Hey, this has been great. Thank you for letting me share. See ya. Okay, all right, then, um, yeah, you're listening to KPDZ, this is DJ Bad Kermit, and yeah, we'll be right back. Hallow's Eve Tales is a production of Podzilla 1985. Best Friends was created and written by Hunter Hendricks and voiced by Shannon Young, Stephen Bright, and Tanner Calvert. Catch every episode of this seasonal series, as well as the full slate of Podzilla podcasts like PZ85 Plays, After Dark, and more at podzilla1985.com or on your favorite podcasting service.